0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
1: <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Oh yes, indeedy. Uh, it's another day in which I sit here surprised that I'm in such jolly spirits because given the news that's happening today although we've actually got a couple feel good stories uh to share with you guys tonight um we've kind of got a theme going on about cr- crime and uh who's getting to, who's getting away with crimes crime does pay in some instances there's some uh, people under the microscope looking to see if they're going to pay for their crimes and actually feel good story of a company that had to pay for theirs. So we've got kind of a theme going on here today. And we've also got some potential happenings in terms of taxes that are downright criminal locally here in San Diego County, across the state of California. Then, of course, uh, Biden's new spending bill, his Build Back Broker bill. It's like Brokeback Mountain with less romance, right? Right. Um, So yeah, we got lots to talk about tonight. 888-344-1170. We'd love to hear from you guys on this and you can feel free to weigh in and chime in, particularly you locals, uh, when we get to uh, an updated story that has to do with the uh, mileage tax and sales tax that uh, Sandag is saying that they're moving ahead with. Uh, Before I go any further, though, i got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. DJ
0: DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. I think what they want to do, Andrea, is they really want us to all subscribe and get a bus pass.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I happened to see a bus being towed the other day. Uh, not far from here on my way into the station. So, um, yeah, ride the bus at your peril. I guess
0: we walk to work.
1: Right. And how many of those buses are electric cars, right? Or electric, uh, you know, which by the way, still have to be powered by uh, electricity, which is powered by what (laughs) those evil fossil fuels.
0: None of this makes any sense. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, and you know, what doesn't make sense? What doesn't make sense is what we're hearing today. Which is, I can't even believe I'm able to laugh. Oh, before I go further, happy National Chocolate Day. Good shout out to the chocolate lovers out there. Especially dark
0: chocolate. I love right? Dark chocolate.
1: I, you know, I usually am in compliance on all the the chocolate days because, you know, I'm a foodie. So anytime it's like National Pizza Day, I'm Time usually on board. Time to celebrate. I mean, who am I to argue? <laughs> I didn't realize until just now it was National Chocolate Day. But let me reassure you, there will be chocolate in my day before we hit midnight. <laughs> I will be celebrating with you on that. Um, I tell you what, I'm not celebrating and I'm actually really, really, I I think there was a collective gasp across the country. At this level of insanity, I mean, we've already gone completely off the rails in this country with just what happened in Afghanistan alone, where the United States government, the Department of Defense and the U.S. military for the first time, I think, in the history of the United States of America completely capitulated to the enemy. Not It was not just a surrender. We didn't just wave the white flag, but we gave them $85 billion worth of, of equipment. Um, the insanity of the open border going on. In this country, the insanity of the shutting down of the Keystone Pipeline, right? I mean, there's so much of insanity going on in this Biden administration. But then to hear today that the Biden administration has, quote, been in talks to pay illegals who committed the crime of breaking and entering into this country to pay them. $450,000 per person because these were families that supposedly were separated by the Trump administration. Now I know that you guys know everything that's been involved and I there's not even time for me to rehash the legal you know history beyond why the families were separated they had to be separated for because of the Flores case here in California they had to be separated because we had child smugglers bringing children here parents paying child traffickers to bring their kids up here on these caravans knowing their kids were going to be raped the parents did that yeah So they were separated for a reason because nobody had any idea whether or not the parents, the adults claiming to be parents of these children were in fact the parents. They had these families had to be separated. But these these parents knew whether they were accompanied with the children. They knew what the deal was. And quite frankly, you want to break into this country. You you deserve to suffer. If somebody breaks into my house, DJ Potato Skins, breaks down my door. I better not be faced with some slip and fall lawsuit because somebody tripped over one of Gators dog toys. Right.
0: They broke in. It's it's their foul.
1: They committed a crime coming into this country. I don't care how many legs that get broken in the process of tossing them back out. Quite frankly, I, I don't understand why if in my home I got the right to shoot at somebody coming through the front door. I don't quite frankly, I don't understand why we don't shoot somebody breaking into our country. Yeah, I said it. We're paying reparations, basically, to illegals who broke into this country because of their anguish? Let me ask you this. Did Kate Steinle's family, did any of the Angel families whose loved ones were slaughtered, murdered, some of which dismembered, thrown into cornfields and burned alive, did they get a dime from the U.S. government because that only happened because the U.S. government allowed it to happen? What about their anguish? What about the pain and suffering of the American people having to pay for these people to come in here, who have no business being here? And I tell you, it is time for conservatives to stop arguing for enforced immigration laws on the basis of these poor people coming here. We we are, we are $30 trillion in debt. How many people are still trying to bury their way out? of their business being destroyed by the government under COVID. Them taking your job away from you and sit you at home for $600 and they're going to write a check with your money for $450,000 when we're $30 trillion in debt to people who broke into this country illegally. And how many of them were people that we saw like the, like this woman in TJ talking on her, talking on her iPhone wearing makeup and artificial nails, complaining that she didn't want to eat the refried beans, the tortilla being offered to her. It's NTJ. un-American. It's absolutely un-American. It's shameful. It should be illegal. You should not even have standing to file any kind of lawsuit in the United States of America if you break into in, in here. Period. The vast majority we found out from undercover people, the vast majority of these people coming here had no legal claim for asylum. This is why we had remain in Mexico, which the Supreme Court, by the way, said needs to be needs to be reinstated and hasn't been. This is why we had the public charge executive order where to stop people from sending kids up here three and four times with traffickers and coyotes to bring them here. Right. We can't have people coming here into this country and people using children as an excuse to break in. Right. We also had an executive order to where you can't traipse across four different countries to come here and claim asylum. If you're leaving some country and the only claim for asylum is when you're under political persecution, that is not happening here. We have women in the courts coming here saying I had to leave my husband in Honduras, what, three or four countries away because he was he was, you know, domestic abuser. That's not a claim for asylum. We got that going on in our own country here. You don't get to come to the United States of America and leech off the taxpayers. Yeah, I said it because you got you married a bad dude. That's on you. That's not on the taxpayers. It's outrageous this is happening and what they're doing to us. This is paying for their votes is what's going on here. This is about expanding the dependency class.
0: They want to make it so it's 100% certain in the elections, Andrea, that they get what they want, which is staying in power.
1: Well, it's the same reason why not one Democrat voted for vax mandates on those coming across the southern border. Not one of them. How convenient, right? Why didn't they mandate that? They're trying to force it on all of us. Is it because, you know, they know that there's a problem with these shots? Because they could they could give them the shots as they're coming across the border. They don't they don't wanna they don't wanna, you know, side effects to diminish their voting opportunity, their constituency. Might have some with the with the blood clots, might have some dying, might have some paralyzed, not able to make it to the polls. Right? It's gotta be what it is. It's absolutely outrageous. This is, I think, I, is this not almost up almost like the
0: American citizen has less rights than the illegal aliens, Andrea. We, ha-
1: we have, they have all the rights, we have none. And yet we're expected to pay for it. Because they're coming here, by and large, with no education, no ability to speak their language, no ability to contribute to society. This is not, they have no merit, no reason to be here. And we've got a mother, a, uh, the mother of all caravans on its way here. Complete open border. We've got an open border society at this point. And I know so many Americans that are saying to me, Skins, I got I got to think about leaving. But see, the problem is, as many Cubans have pointed out there, if once America goes down,
0: there's nowhere to go.
1: There's nowhere to go. That's why so many people want to come here. But they're coming here. Wake
0: up. Yeah. People from communist countries telling you
1: this is what is happening. Yeah. They're breaking our backs. This is Cloward-Piven in action, where they where they break the system, flooding in, flooding. In break, well, there's a variety of different ways that they, they break the back of, of the economy for Cloward-Piven, and this is just one of it. One of it is spending, the latest, uh, 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 the big spending. Um, another way that you break the back of it is increasing the dependency class, whether it's through open borders or a variety of different ways. One, one of the ways they're breaking the backs of, of the economy, Cloward-Piven, was to use COVID as an excuse. To completely shut down entire industries, there's a reason why they shut down restaurants and shut down hospitality. It's because and 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 we see that played out with the announcement yesterday of this equities are the treasury. Oh, the minority people were the most hurt by COVID. That was government by government design because they they don't want any minority people and either low income people to flourish in this capitalist system. They had to take their jobs away from them, sit at home for six hundred dollars. And then say, well, that you need the government's help. That was about b- breaking the backs of the economy by destroying industries. It was about increasing the dependency class because those same people right now with all the spending going on and supply chain issues, you look at you look at inflation, right? Um, that's a way of breaking that's a silent tax. I think it was Ronald Reagan who said um, inflation is as frightening as a mugger. As violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as an assassin. So that's part of the breaking the backs uh, uh, of the economy is with this inflation. And they know that everything that they're doing is contributing to this. We're now at stagflation. Tom Dubacaro posted on Facebook today some stats that show that we're officially in stagflation. But you think about this. So you think about you're an American right now. Business owner, maybe you took out loans on your home, to, or or you or you're somebody who came into this country legally or even illegally to open up a taco shop in Chula Vista, right? How well, you're a small business owner. The government decided to shut down your business. You've now your business can't come back. You ran, You ran up your debt. You still owe the money for the loans that you took out to start the business in the first place. Let's say you're an American citizen and you thought you had finally fulfilled the American dream. Home ownership business ownership you're thriving until the government decides to take your business away from you under the guise of public health And you're struggling right now to try to rebuild your life. Maybe you had to sit in food lines. Remember how long the food lines were And then you find out today that illegals who broke into this country are going to get about a million dollars per family billions of dollars Paid for by these very americans who were victimized by the government taking their jobs away and have been victimized by these illegal criminals coming into this country.
0: Oh, I know, Andrea, they say that a lot of your conservatives are saying, well, you know, this is the stuff. This is what's going to make sure that 22 and 24, we get back in there. I don't know if we're going to make it that long.
1: Well, you know, nothing's being done to secure our elections. Nothing. Nothing's being Nothing. done to secure our elections. So, you know, um, the idea that it, it, when I hear Republicans and, and I saw Matt Schlapp and Mercedes Schlapp, They should be slapped across the face for sitting and doing an interview with HBO in which they said that Biden won. The election wasn't stolen and there's fraud, but it's not widespread. See, that's the establishment mantra. There may be fraud, but it's not enough to overturn the election while they turn their head uh, with evidence like in Arizona that more than the margin of victory was fraud. Fifty thousand illegal votes were found. The margin of victory for Biden was 10,000. Trump
0: won Arizona.
1: Trump won Arizona. Hands down. Pennsylvania was a fraudulent election because the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania violated the U.S. Constitution. That's two states right there. Georgia violated the Constitution, what George Kemp did with Stacey Abrams. Don't tell me it's not widespread enough. I'm tired of hearing that. And I'm tired of hearing how, oh, it's just going to be so ugly for Biden in 2022. They're not. They already know that they got it in the bag. They got in the bag. That's why they're pulling this crap. They're not. They're not afraid of you getting any retribution at the polls. You're insignificant to them, and they've made sure of it by flooding millions of illegals into this country and writing checks for four hundred and fifty grand. We got to take a break. We come back. We got to shift gears on our does crime pay standpoint because we got a certain elected official that's going to get arrested next week. Governor Groper. Did you hear this story, Skins? We're going to talk about this when we come back.
0: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: I want to hear something uh, really interesting That uh, somebody sent me earlier today and actually posted it on Facebook. I found this fascinating. Uh, You know, my show isn't biblical. It's not a a Bible-based show, Um, but I am a Christian. I make no bones about it. And it's it's a part of my identity. It's a part of who I am. And it's also it, it flavors every aspect of my life and, and including my my politics. Right. Um. And this and America was founded on Judeo Christian principles and values. Right. Our rights come from God, not from man. All that being said, I found this interesting. I'm not a biblical expert, but I did find this fascinating uh, for in one hour so great riches is come to naught and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood far off stood afar off that's revelations 1817 isn't that fascinating is that
0: that is I mean, it's cool, but it's chilling.
1: Is that not a drop the mic moment that in Revelation? I had to look it up today because somebody posted this meme today and I was like, is that real? I had to look it up. I had to look up Revelations 18, 17 and it was there.
0: Once again, the Bible is never wrong.
1: Wow. Well, there was a there was a book that was, is was it called Why I Believe? I can't remember who wrote it. It was given to me many years ago. And it was and it was written by somebody who uh, set out to deny the Bible and ended up writing a book. It was an atheist and ended up might have been a doctor uh, uh, who wrote this book. I'm going to Google it. And uh, it, he started out to prove that the Bible was incorrect. And he ended up realizing that every biblical prophecy had come true. And he wrote a book about it because he convinced himself uh, doing deep study um, that how accurate it was. Wow. Yeah, so um, speaking of prophecy, I don't know that I would have prophesied that Governor Groper, Andrew Cuomo, would actually be arrested for a crime. But it seems that now he hasn't been arrested yet. He's been charged with a crime. He's been charged with a misdemeanor for groping i'm here i've been calling him governor groper um but that's in fact what he's being charged with Uh, i find it interesting that it's a misdemeanor i'm not aware of assault being a misdemeanor i would think that it's sexual assault uh as an assault and battery would be you know maybe a felony um it's it's a violent crime nonetheless um he's actually being charged he's being charged with that he's going to be arrested what i think is one of the things that um and initially, I was like, "Oh, he's going to get a misdemeanor." You know, that's nothing. Um, and then I got, <laughs> then I read that because I, I, I thought that you know he's not going to face any serious jail time, right? I mean, this is somebody who's got a history of it. Granted, there's four other DAs or U.S. attorneys uh, around the state that are looking into other crimes. At the most, if he gets convicted, the most of what he'll face is a year in jail. But that's, but that you know what you know what I'm okay with. <laughs> But. I'm okay with the fact that if he gets convicted, he will be registered as a sex offender. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. You go to the sex offender registry, right, and up pops his picture, and then everywhere he goes, everywhere he moves to, he's got. It. He's going to be on the list of uh, of sex offenders. I just. I don't know for some reason that just tic- that just tickled me to no end for him to have to register as a sex offender. Um, Oh, how the mighty hath fallen. I mean, think about the pain for him. Somebody so narcissistic, somebody so egomaniacal, somebody so full of his and narcissists are are, talk about we've talked about Fauci being a psychopath. You think about how psychopathic this man was, that he was sending six seniors to their deaths in nursing homes while writing a book about his leadership in COVID. And that's then sick too. It, completely sick, absolutely sick. So do I take glee with the, with the thought that he might have to type his name in and register himself as a sex offender down the road? Oh, absolutely. Now you know, know what? I
0: may be a Christian, but I do believe in karma. And, well, that's karma.
1: Well, you know, I think, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 for by no means do the wages of sin go unpunished. I can't tell you exactly what scripture that was. You might want to Google that and back me up on that. Um, uh, yeah, you know, your sins will find you out is something my grandma used to always say. I think the reason why, on a serious tip though, the reason why I, I didn't uh, expect him to be arrested is because we we almost never see anybody high profile. Any certainly not a Democrat.
0: They're never held. Accountable. They're never
1: held accountable for anything. So then you have to ask yourself, particularly somebody from this high profile of a family. It's because, and, and you Democrats out there, particularly those with any kind of high profile or anybody in general, particularly those who, who take glee in conservatives maybe being taken down on the cancel culture. Let me tell you, this is part of the cancel culture because the left will throw you under the bus in a second and cancel you if you no longer fit their, uh, their agenda. If you go against their agenda in any way, or if you're no longer useful to them, remember that KGB guy who said the very people that we used ended up being lined up against the wall and shot, and that's kind of what's happened to Cuomo because this gal, Letitia James, the one who said who ran as U.S. attorney under the guise of or, or DA, I don't remember which. Um, she her whole platform was that she was going to take Trump out. Right. And and now and that was just that was um, a way to get into into office, raise her profile. And now she has already declared that she's going to be running um, for governor against Hochul, who was the lieutenant governor who replaced Andrew Cuomo. So this is a power play. This is a power play.
0: It's always about power.
1: It's always about power. Um, but at least it's good to see that somebody uh, might be held accountable as a Democrat for their crimes. Um, that kind of, that brings me to, um, the Alec Baldwin. Will Alec Baldwin, um, ever face any kinds of, of, uh, consequence? Uh, I don't believe so. I could be wrong. The DA's office has said over New Mexico that they will, they have not ruled out, um, criminal charges, but I don't believe for a second that it will ever touch Alec Baldwin. And let me tell you why. Because um, the sheriff issued a statement yesterday. Uh, Actually, it was more than a few statements in regards to um, after he said that it was a live round on the set, uh, which should never, ever happen on any movie or TV set. There's no excuse for that whatsoever. The sheriff went on to say that there was, quote, some complacency on the set. Complacency on the set? This was criminal negligence, hands down. There should never be a live round on a set at all. And then on top of it, where would these 500 or so pieces of live rounds, including a loaded gun, left on a cart, unsupervised outside? We already know that there were reports of gross negligence going on on the set. In fact, I heard uh, somebody uh, somebody who's an expert, uh, uh, not not a prop master, but a special effects expert today, who said that just the plinking alone, that people were using these guns and going out into the desert during their breaks and shooting off with live rounds, that somebody should have walked off that set and called the police right then and there when that was occurring. They know the criminal negligence took place, and this woman died at the hands of Alec Baldwin, who should have himself. First of all, he should have been using, uh, and the gun that he used was not a prop gun. It was a gun. Now, when he was rehearsing, he should have been using a prop gun, i.e. a toy, and he didn't. He knew the protocols, that he should not have used an actual gun and pointed it in the direction of anybody. Do we not know that you never point a gun at anybody?
0: You don't, period.
1: You know, The DA's office was said yesterday that... Um, It's a complicated case. They're going to continue this investigation. How complicated is it? It's not complicated at all. That's legal speak for. We're going to slow walk this as long as we can. And then if we have to press charges, we're going to press uh, charges against the lowest person hanging on on the totem pole so that we can kind of like, and this is no different than the FBI and the DOJ. And uh, when there was supposed to be an investigation into the crimes that were committed by the FBI and the DOJ. Uh, with their weaponizing themselves against the Trump administration, they chose one Klein Smith, one little low-level attorney to press charges against when it was Comey, Clapper, Brennan, Rosenstein, Struck, Page, and on and on and on that committed crimes. This is no different. And this is the, because we don't have any justice system in this country anymore. We have, to, we have two sets of laws. We have one for the peasants and conservatives and one for the elites and the Democrats. And that's it.
0: No, Alec Baldwin broke protocol. He pointed the gun at somebody, the actual gun, and he killed somebody.
1: As Bottom an line. as an actor, he broke protocol and is responsible. It was and negligent, and and especially as a producer, there's no wiggle room on it, none whatsoever. It's already established that that this is a negligent homicide, clearly. Do they want to rack up more evidence, basically? See, and this is something else that reminds me of the FBI and the DOJ thing. We kept hearing, oh, well, they they haven't had indictments yet. They're trying to, and the excuse was always by the Hannity's and all the rest. You know, it was, well, they're just waiting to amass more and more and more evidence. You don't need more and more evidence. Have all the evidence you need. Once you have enough evidence to prove a crime's been committed, you, you know, you, you place charges against somebody, right? That's how they took down Al Al Capone. They got him on tax evasion. They didn't go, well, gee, let's see if we can get him on jaywalking, too. You don't have to. You don't have to. We're going to take a break. We come back. Um, Oh, you know, uh, i got to talk about the New York City firefighters. That's a breaking story today. That's a little feel-good story coming up, too. I've got that. And we talking about just crime pay, not for one company who discriminated against a certain employee and now has to write a check for 10 mil. We're going to talk about that too.
0: Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Yes, I know um, that uh, Facebook has rebranded itself and is going to be calling itself Meta. And it's going to be uh, as they move towards something called Metaverse. And what I want to do is reach out to Patrick Wood, who is our technocracy an expert and bring him on next week so that we can really delve into what is the metaverse? Where's this going down the road? Does this have anything to do with the transhumanism movement? So I want to bring on an expert to really explain what this is all about.
0: Just listening to the rebranding. It's, uh, it sounds weird.
1: It does. It's, it's off putting. Um, it doesn't sound like anything I want to be involved in. It, It doesn't. So, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging the idea. Um, But I I will share more of that later. Getting back to New York, uh, we had talked earlier about Cuomo, uh, Governor Groper. He should be he should be faced with as, as much as I take pleasure of him having to possibly having to register as a sex offender. He should have been facing charges for killing his citizens. Killing killing his seniors. You couldn't go visit you couldn't go visit your granny in a nursing home. Right. But they were intentionally sending six seniors back to nursing homes from hospitals while the Trump administration had um, set up. They had the Navy ship off the coast. The U.S. military went and set up uh, hospitals in Central Park that went empty. That went empty. So that that was absolutely criminal, in addition to the fact that he should be facing charges for the cover up of which they were literally cooking the books and covering up uh, what was going on there with the seniors. Um, The New York City firefighters, I guess Sunday is the deadline. They by November one, they've got to be vaccinated upwards of uh, I think 40 percent have. Yes, I'm correct. 40 percent are not vaccinated. It's a large number. It's a large number. It's a large number. And I don't know, I don't remember now exactly how many total there are. I heard some stats today, and I can't remember how many were firefighters versus police. The the uh, New York uh, Firefighters Union held a rally today uh, outside the, the mayor's uh, home, I think it is, outside de Blasio's house. And the uh, Firefighters Union is urging their members to defy the mandate, which good is them. good, yeah. And he said, I saw an interview with him and he said, it's, it's, uh, same thing with the police department there that these, these, if they don't want to get it, these are people that you think about these firefighters. I said this before, when these mandates came down, these are the, these are the human beings that went up into the towers while the Americans were fleeing. If these people don't want to get the shot, leave them the heck alone. These are people that make life and death decisions and put their lives on the line all day long, every day, every day for the citizens. They have the right to decide whether or not they're going to take the dang shot. This is absolutely ridiculous. Here's a couple of stats I thought that were interesting. For every one firefighter out for covid 15 or 16 are out for injuries fighting fires. Clearly, the greatest threat to these firefighters is doing their dang job that they do with dignity, with courage, and and with sacrifice every day. And somebody's going to try to tell them that they should get injected with something uh, to prevent them from getting a virus that has a 99.4% recovery rate for for the groups that are most vulnerable, which they are not. If these firefighters can go up the stairs in the twin towers carrying a hundred pounds of equipment on them, they ain't got to worry about a virus. No, I
0: think they're in shape, and I think they're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, but even if they're not, they have, they have the right to decide not to. If there's one group in this in this United States that should have the right to have an exemption, whether it's you know, first of all, our exemption comes in the U.S. Constitution, right? That we've got. Hello. Amen. Um, But if we're going to talk about exemptions, religious exemptions, medical exemptions, how about I put my life on the line all day, every day for you people exemption. So back off, back up and back off telling me what I should be doing with my life. He, he, uh, a couple of other stats. He said there, uh, I think last year there were 30,000 cardiac runs. And even with the quick response time, 32% died. Every uh, and, and of course, as the response time increases, as it takes them longer to get there, uh, the survivability decreases. And so he said accurately that people would die. And they don't care, do they? How many how many New Yorkers are going to die as a result of this walkout? Because they're not going to be. And, and one of the things that this union had said today was, I, I don't think that the governments here or otherwise understand that this issue is not a minor one for people. And people are not backing down on it.
0: They're, no, not, it, they're not backing it, down. No.
1: That, that this that people. This is the hill that people are literally willing to die on. Meaning they're willing to sacrifice. I don't know if Dan Bongino is back on. But we got nurses, doctors, teachers all across this country. Every profession. Every profession willing to give, give up and sacrifice because they either fear it, uh, the shot, or it's just straight up about freedom. And it's been enough. It's just been enough after a year and a half. And after everything that that city went through after 9-11 and what the first responders went through for that city, to think that anybody is questioning them and telling them what, what to do with their arms and with their bodies is outrageous. Shameful. It's beyond shameful. And, but of course, you know, they want to shame the firefighters that if people die, you know, it's on them because they, you know, they walked off the job instead of doing their part. Floyd Mayweather. Who's Floyd Mayweather? What, what sport did he do? Boxing. Oh, he was a boxer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I heard a clip from him today and he was standing up for this Kyrie Irving. Now, I know he's a basketball player because some, somebody said he was a basketball player. So I heard this Floyd Mayweather clip today that was absolutely incredible. He was talking about choice and the definition of choice. Right. And that, you know, uh, uh, that you're presented with two options. Right. That's what the and and the it, you know, do you want to take the shot or not? And then slowly our choices are being taken away from us. And he talked about he talked about Kyrie Irving being a leader. That that he's not, you know, that the accusations against Kyrie are actually opposite from what the truth is, is that he's a leader. He's willing to take an unpopular stand. And for such a young man. And he also talked, I think, a little bit. I don't remember exactly what the quote was about black Americans, but isn't it astounding that I said this before, you know, uh, the very people, the, the African Americans and the black lives matter movement that started taking the knee, you know, that's supposed to be about, you know, uh, they're using their voices and the knee is about fighting oppression and what happened to black Americans. But then, you know, they're, they're on board with the oppression of these mandates and that's because they're Marxist, And that's what this is about. This has nothing to do with science. This has everything to do with power. I think this is a good time to take a break and we come back. I've got a story I've been meaning to get to you guys. I, 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 you know, I don't, hopefully, hopefully I haven't held on to too long. Um, But it's a story involving Project Veritas. And I think it might have some implications for us in terms of communications, messaging and information coming down the road. So I'm going to share it with you guys when we come back.
0: Get more from The Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back. Okay, so one of my feel-good stories of the week is this guy named David Duvall. He was fired by Navant Health in South Carolina in 2018, five days before his fifth work anniversary, which is usually when people become vested, right, for, for their retirement plans, etc. And at that point, he was the senior VP of marketing and communications. And he said he wasn't given any reason for the firing. In fact, he was told by his boss that he hadn't done anything wrong. Of course, he had done something wrong. He was born white. Because this company had decided that um, they were going to have a uh, implement a five-year inclusion and diversity plan, so they took his job and they gave it to two women, one white and one black. They split the job in two. And there's there's lots of jokes Rodney Dangerfield could make right there about it needy. To, how many women does it take to do the job of one man? I, should, I don't know why. Anyway, I do have a less than politically correct sense of humor. Anyway. Um, So he filed a lawsuit. Now, uh, he says both women are qualified, but no more so than him. Right. So basically, he's saying that they just replaced him um, for, you know, uh, to uh, to accomplish two things, one being a gender situation and the other one being race. And so um, he also says he's one of five white men that lost their job. So he filed a lawsuit and he has been awarded $10 million. Yay. Huzzah. We might have the tide turning a little bit in the court of public opinion. I'm assuming this was, yes, this was a jury trial. Wow. This was a jury trial. So, um, hat tip to him. Uh, This is good news um, for all... Uh, people who actually care about equality. We are supposed to be about um, a merit-based society where you get the job you have to you have to interview for it, and you have to you it, the job should always go to the most qualified.
0: And even when you have the job, you need to prove that you're you know you're able right. to do it and succeed.
1: Right. I mean, you know, there's nobody should be getting a job strictly on the basis of their skin color, right? You shouldn't be getting a job for that, and you shouldn't be fired for that. You shouldn't be. Uh, getting a job on the basis of your gender or fired for it on the basis of your gender should be, it should be a uh, merit. And ultimately though, I will say this. Um, I do believe in at will hiring. I think I should be able to hire anybody I want and fire anybody at any time that I want. Um, but if we're going to have laws on the books that have to do with discrimination in the workplace, then don't discriminate. And that includes against white people in in this country. So that was a good feel good story. Um What's not a feel-good story is I think there's a town hall happening right now with SANDAG, which is the San Diego Association of Governments. Uh, they want to raise money um, for roads and highways, which was supposedly what the gas tax was for, right? I mean, we're paying what a, a buck fifty a gallon Andrea, right now. Have you seen any uh, road improvement? No, of course not, right? Um, so, uh, so we, we're already paying out our hineys for roads and highways, but that's not enough. Sandag has decided that they want to implement a mileage tax as well as a sales tax. And not only that, but it's going to be in tandem with California's plan for a per mile driver fee at the statewide level.
0: So the Sandag thing, I believe I heard, was two cents, Andrea. So, you know, you saddle that up with, I believe, California's was four. So that's six cents for every mile you drive. And interesting stat heard on uh, KUSI a little bit earlier today. uh, The plan is a $160 billion plan to expand Mm -hmm. transit services in San Diego. That's $160 billion. $2 billion if they just would have bought every San Diegan their own electric car.
1: Wow! Wow! Doesn't that say it all right there?
0: That's, that should say it all.
1: And you know that that, uh, that 160 billion, maybe maybe 100 grand's is going to go to. It, it's probably none of it's probably going to go to anything that they say it's going to. No, go it, never for it never does. Never does. Never
0: does. Yeah, there's this town hall tonight. Hopefully, a lot of people get involved and push back because this is tyranny and nonsense.
1: Well, and and it's a it's a part of a. Um, a plan to to um change the way we live in society they want to punish the people that are driving on the roads they want to make you miserable enough to where you're going to move to an inner city and ride around on a bike or ride around on a bus Right. That's ultimately the, the game plan here. Um, they, they central planners. And, and in fact, there was a, the central planner for the state of California is straight out of the USSR. And he put it and he was the, behind the road diet that happened up in L.A. that caused so many deaths and, and problems up there and uh, and the roads. This is a lot of
0: privacy infringement here, too.
1: Well, that has to do with with the mileage thing, and I'm glad you brought that up because what Newsom wants to do under this law, uh, under this law, well, right now what he he signed under the new California law, which he signed last week, he wants volunteers for the program. They're going to get bills for the number of miles they drive, and then they'll be refunded for any gas taxes that they pay. So I guess you have to keep your receipts for you know how much you pay at the pump. Um, they're going to use odom- odometer measurements or GPS tracking. So it's absolutely, y- you're signing up for this. You're signing up for having no privacy whatsoever. Um, the reality is the only people going to sign up for that are the people who don't have a long commute.
0: They're not going to be affected.
1: They're, yeah. I mean, you're not going to sign up to this to pay per mile if you're living in Temecula and hustling down in Why San would Diego. you do that? It would be stupid. So some guy had um, said here who's behind this. Um, Scott Wiener, a Democrat from San Francisco, he sponsored the bill. He said the mileage tax is a way to make road taxes more equitable since wealthier people are the ones who generally buy electric or hybrid cars. So now the electric car buyers are bad guys. And these people tend to be uh, the uh, hybrid cars tend to be more expensive than ordinary gas powered vehicles. Those folks save on gas taxes now and should be made to pay for the roads they use. So. You got people to buy these electric vehicles to save on climate change, and now you're bashing them because you're saying they're not, you're not getting enough money out of them. It's kind of like the, they've been pushing people to go into solar. And then it's like, well, this household, we're not getting as much money from them as we were for the SD Genie. So now SD Genie is hitting them with uh, a basic usage fee. But they go on with more insanity here. The current tax structure causes an inequitable burden that has an outsized impact on low-income communities. A road-charge program would allow for funding to be based on how much a person is using the road rather than how much gas they purchase, more equitably distributing the cost of road and transportation maintenance. It's the poor people commuting, Skins. I was
0: just going to say that.
1: The wealthy people aren't riding up and down the road for two hours. In fact, that's how Kobe Bryant died because he was like, I ain't sitting in a car for two hours in traffic. I'm hopping a helicopter.
0: I have a job that's providing for my family. I'm making it check to check and I might commute from here to Orange County and now suddenly I'm going to be impoverished because you think that's a good idea.
1: Right. Or delivery drivers using their own cars for deliveries, which which happens. Or construction workers that live in outlying areas and come into Del Mar, La Jolla to build homes. Or people uh, working as maids and driving all over. I mean, that it, that's this is literally going to hurt. And they know this.
0: That's the sick thing. Th- they Again, know this. That they know it's going to impoverish people.
1: Of course. But they're hoping that we've got enough idiots out there that are, 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 you know, um, you know, sterilizing themselves because the human beings are the bad, are, are the bad people, right? That they're going to go along with this. Um, this one story I want to briefly touch on, um, that I've been holding. Oh, I'm out of time. Dang it. Maybe I'll have it for tomorrow. It has to do with project, uh, Veritas and their lawsuit. Um, I think this might have some implications coming down the pike for us in terms of, uh, getting our information and getting news. So we'll share that with you guys tomorrow night and Bob Walters will be here with the education segment. Thanks to you guys. Peace out. Love you all.